Today's daf is Maseches Bavakama Dav Tzadik Vav. The new Mishnah on Amudbei states a halacha that someone who steals chametz from somebody else and returns it after Pesach intact. In other words, he kept the piece of bread in the freezer and didn't sell it to a Gentile. So that bread is there. He can return it to the original owner and he can say to him, In other words, he says, I gave you back the stolen item in the exact condition as before. Even that, even though now... Everybody knows it's chametz she'avar alav pesach. This is bread that before Pesach, there's no problem with it. But you can't own, be the owner of something that's chametz while Pesach is going on, and then assume that after Pesach you can eat that. That's not how it works. You have to destroy chametz, as we know, which is that type of bread, that type of chametz is prohibited to benefit from it. Now, if I'm looking at this piece of bread, it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with it. The issue of chametz is one which is unrecognizable to the eye. It's it's a spiritual issue. So this is called hezek she'enu nikar. It's a type of damage discussed before. It's not a visible type of damage. It's a spiritual damage. It's something tainted about this bread. It just looks like a regular loaf of bread. Somebody who wouldn't know could buy that as a fresh-looking loaf of bread on the shelf of a bakery only if it were to be revealed to the buyer when it was baked. And the rabbis prohibited such a bread, would the person then refrain from the purchase. And therefore, since it's Hezek She'eno Nikar, the topic of our Mishnah here, this type of damage which isn't visible, it's not something that you can tangibly say, hey, look, look what happened, there's a piece missing, something happened over here, it's damaged, it's moldy, it's this, it's that. The Torah is something physical. The Torah, in that case, it of damage it's it's not visible the Torah says the thief doesn't have to pay for its loss even though now you can't eat that bread it's a fascinating thing the problem is that the Gemara in Maseches Gitin and we discussed really this whole case back on Nun Gimel in Gitin that teaches over there that one who intentionally damages the possessions of another person but the nature of the damage is enonikar it's not visible all the Tanai, both Rabbi Meir, who says it's always a problem, even when it's unintentional. The Chachamim say, if it's intentional, the damager is chayev. He's going to be obligated to pay. But for a Ghana, a person who steals because of Takanata Shavim, we have this principle, which we discussed just a few dapim ago, that we want to make sure that the thief repents for his thievery, for his behavior. The rabbis did not go more stringent on him than the basic Torah law and left it there. And therefore, a person who steals bread before Pesach and returns it complete after Pesach is exempt from paying a penalty despite the fact that he caused a monetary loss since the original owner of the bread cannot eat that after Pesach. So that's explained the discrepancy between our Mishnah and the Gemara and Gitin. When we learned Gitin, those who recall, we reviewed these points on in the context of a case where somebody stole kosher hand matzah of his neighbor and he wanted to even the score with his neighbor because of some fight that they had and he returned it after Pesach. So in theory, the thief can say, I gave you back exactly what was yours and there's no issue of chametz shavar alav Pesach because it's not chametz. It was matzah the whole time. Nothing happened to it like in a Mishnah's case. However, we don't say that. The Pesachet Tshuva and Choshen Mishpat Shin Samach Gimel quotes the Primagadim regarding a person who stole an etrog before Sukkot. Now we know the value of an etrog. Right before Sukkot, a person is willing to pay a lot of money to be able to fulfill the mitzvah. 
of the four species, the Dalad Minima pets on Sukkot. And a person says, steals that drug and returns it after Sukkot. It's a beautiful etrog before, it's a beautiful etrog after. It's Hezek Sha'inanuka. It doesn't look like anything has happened, the physical appearance of the etrog. But in the value of the etrog, nobody would pay even a fraction after Sukkot of the pre Sukkot price of that etrog. It's just a lemon. You buy it off a shelf. It might not taste that good, but. but you're not going to pay the money that people pay in the in the shops, and therefore the thief cannot say, "Oh, here it is, I'm giving you back what what, what, you, what you had before." It's exactly the same, and therefore in the case of the hand matzah, people pay huge sums for that before Pesach. So when it's stolen and returned whole after Pesach, the thief thinks, "What did I do wrong? I turned the whole thing as is." He can't say, "Harei shulcha That's not called shulcha anymore. Fundamentally, this is not the same matzah as before, as it has zero value after Pesach, and therefore the matzah thief has to pay the full value of what he stole.